Hi everybody out there in Wines and Dolls land. This is Chelsea giving you a quick trigger warning. Due to the content of the musical we are going to be covering, we would like to warn you that the use of certain words is coming up in this episode that have to do with sexual assault and the murder of a minor, as well as anti-Semitism. Thank you so much. Turn off the episode if you feel uncomfortable and skip ahead or go back in time and listen to something else. We appreciate your patronage and we will see you soon. Cool. Love it. Hey, Emily, how you doing? Hey, Chelsea. What's up? How you doing? Uh, how, am, how am I doing? Sorry, I was like, you asked me a question. I didn't know if I answered it. I did. It. I did ask you a question. <laughs> I didn't answer it. I'd like to propose a toast. <laughs> Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double one time drop. Um, how am I doing? I know my eyebrows look really dark right now. They are. I tinted them. Oh my. And they got a little it's with the Maybelline tint. It shouldn't they shouldn't be this dark because I've done it before and it was not this dark. Hmm. I don't think it looks that bad. Don't look at me. Never mind. It looks pretty yeah, bad. Okay. You know how, like, <laughs> I'm going to go with princess thing here. You know how, like, when Ariel has the wig on and everything and, like, you, as a princess, you're supposed to, like, tint your eyebrows with some red? Yeah. That's what yours are giving me today is a little bit of Ariel red. But it's, like, They look red park. in screen, but they're not red in person. But it's, like, park they're... princess red, not, like, like TV red. <laughs> okay. It's not bad. Because they're brown. Bad. Uh, hey, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm real good. Real good. Yeah, I'm real this good. is your first week in a new new position as a full time princess, yeah. and you already have a day off. Well, sort of. So I'm not full time. Um, I like people are like, oh my god, you're full time princess. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a totally I'm a full time princess. But no, I'm not actually full time. I am working four days a week right now, and that fourth day I can kind of split up however I want. But Mondays are um, prep days, and then Wednesdays and Thursdays are delivery days and extra prep days. But yesterday killed me. But we haven't gotten to our wines yet. So hi, welcome to Wines and Dolls. It's a it's a podcast where Emily and I wine about and talk about musicals. Yeah, that. Yeah, welcome, welcome, folks. And today, Chelsea, hey, Emily. Wow, you were gonna do an intro, and I interrupted you. Go ahead, finish it. For the huge. And today, Emily is going to cover bum, 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 bum. the background of Parade. Yay. Not like Mickey's Enchanted Parade or the Macy's Day Parade. No. It's a different kind of parade. Different. It's a very different kind of parade. Yes, it sure is. So I, I'm excited. I did I did not get to do the production of Parade, but I got to do like this, the, what you call it, the concert the concert. Yeah. And it was really cool. I was supposed to do the concert version and then I didn't make it to a single rehearsal oh. and the rehearsal I did make it to I had to leave early. Were you really so there? I, okay. Okay. I was there one day and it was the day that I talked to you because it was after I trained you Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. ghost tours and you were like, do you ever have anything follow you home? <laughs> and I'm like, only after the tour you were on. Oops. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What are you drinking? Oh my God. I'm so glad you asked. And I'm going to show you, I got this for myself on Friday because I was like, last day of work. 
You had a fancy Whee! wine. This is a very heavy, very fancy bottle um, of a, it's a cava, uh, Segura Viudas, and it's pretty. Segura Viudas, and it's a brute, it is. It's a brute um, cava, and it's very pretty. I liked the bottle. It looks like it belongs on like Game of Thrones or something with all the stainless steel oh, that's on that bottle. It's heavy too. It's very heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I was on my way home and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to treat myself today. So when changes happen, we get fancy wine and spend $30 on it. So, hey, Emily. <laughs> Also, actually, <laughs> side note, can I tell you what I ate with my kava today? Sure. I had a luxurious two Lunchables. It was great. Pizza Lunchables. Oh, Lunchables. Pizza Lunchables. They're my jam. I was waiting for you to say what you had. You said Lunchables. So I was like, that were... And then I realized Pizza. that Lunchables are the thing. Pizza Lunchables. Uh, <laughs> James thinks the actually same Actually, I just, anyway, uh, they're good they're so good come I at think me. it's just like the experience of watching people eat them mm. is the problem mm. like how they assembled them i'm a fan okay i'm done i'm done gagging hey, hey. hey emily hey chelsea what are you drinking i am drinking a starbucks nitro cold brew because oh. the cold, the iced coffee I got this morning tasted like cigarettes. Ew. Did somebody put all and the cigarettes I, in your coffee? No, I think it was just a bad batch of iced coffee. Because I went to my normal Starbucks, which is closing at the end of the week. And really? so I feel like they just kind of were using up what they got. <laughs> that sounds correct. Yeah. Why are they closing? So. Um, I am not entirely sure, but I think it had something to do with the landlord not responding to them. Huh. Okay. That's happening so a lot. It was, it was weird. It was weird. But, um, like, so I've been getting like a list of where all of my favorite people are moving to, which Starbucks oh. they'll be at later. Are any of them going to the Durham one? Uh, no, but close by. Okay. Durham yeah. is my favorite one. Cause there's, there's a, a Starbucks barista there who's really, really the one who wears like the cat ears. No, 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 no. He's, he's a, a skinny, tall dude. I never got his name, but he was my barista for so long when I was working at HGO, I would come in almost every day. And he, to the point that he knew my order and he knew my name. Um, and every day he's like, Hey Chelsea, hope you're having a good day. Hope the opera's doing well. See you tomorrow morning. <laughs> Aw. He's sweet. Also, the owner or the yeah. uh, the guy who runs the franchise there is really nice. So that's what's like. I I am sad that my normal humans won't be there almost mm -hmm. every morning. Yeah, and I have to go and visit them throughout Houston, which is fine. But some of them are moving to the gallery, and I was like, I will never see you. Oh no! <laughs> I literally am like, I never go there. Nobody wants to so, go there. It's a terrible place. No. Hey Chelsea. Hey Emily. I wanted to make sure I beat you. Damn. What are you whining about? Um, I'm straight up going to lie. Not lie. I'm straight up going to whine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight up going to whine about how much my body hurts right now and how old I feel. I know I've whined about that before, but I've been very positive on the last few whines. But yesterday, I worked an eight-hour, very physical day, and my body hurts from head to toe. She got physical. Physical. physical two different keys but right sentiment 
Um, yeah, we we scrubbed costumes and we did wigs Ugh. and I learned how to do or relearned how to do the DJ setup. And then I had to load my car with all the DJ shit, which is heavy. Then I had to get the DJ shit upstairs because I've got two DJ gigs on Saturday. One dose. Of them, that's uh, that's uh, dose. That's that's good. It's good. It's good. Money's going to be good. But I also then had to spend all of the money that I'm about to make this weekend on my tires and groceries because I went in to get my tire rotated. Uh, these are about to blow. You need two new tires. I'm like, cool. All right. So I've spent the money on that. And then I went grocery shopping because I was trying to be productive, but I didn't expect to spend that much money. So it sounds like a scam anyway, on getting spent- them to buy you new tires. Or for you to buy new tires. I, I know. No, no, no. I knew I was going to need new tires. And actually, I went in there today knowing that they were going to say, hey, you need new tires. And I was like, please don't say it. Please don't say it. Please don't say it. And he didn't. You and I was like, yeah, tires. I'm go get breakfast. And then I was at breakfast and he calls and he's like, you need new tires. I'm like, no, because I got two new tires in July. And they were like, yeah, these other two, they're going to be okay. They'll last you for a little while. But you might get them changed out soon. So I knew that I knew it. Hey, Emily. Hey, Chelsea. What are you whining about? I'm ready. Uh, I honestly, there's just, I don't want to say there's so much to whine about because I'm sure yes. my problems are not as big as other people's problems. Don't minimize your problems. Not nearly. Um, <laughs> I'm like sitting here. I'm like, uh, I'm not, you know what? <laughs> Should I sparkle wine? I'm going to sparkle wine. <gasps> You're going to sparkle wine today? I always sparkle wine. You do about. not. I always sparkle wine. Recently. Recently. Because um, yeah. I told you you couldn't whine about being tired anymore. <laughs> no, that was like a few months ago. And I feel like I've feel like i earned the right to, to whine Fine. about that again. My sparkle wine is uh, I had a really good ghost tour on <gasps> Saturday. Yeah. With very lovely people. It just so happened that I was having a tummy ache that day and I tried to get somebody to take it. And I, they wouldn't. (laughs) So I didn't even see that conversation. uh, Because it didn't happen in the group chat. Oh. Uh, So I went ahead and took it. And those people, it was a birthday and they were like, we want to end at La Carafe. And I was like, we can end at La Carafe because there's only seven people. And uh, the girl whose birthday it was, she got like very, very uh, intoxicated, which was <gasps> what? Which I was like, so she was having a really good time. It was just really cute. And then they, I think, um, I know two of them were Twitch or Twitch uh, people. They have a channel. That's cool. I I'm not gonna shout out their channel just because I don't know if I have permission to do that, but I might. I'm reach sure out to them you do. I'm like, oh, fine, because I'm like talking about their drunk friend. Uh, well, I mean, you know what? I think it's called Coop with the Coops or Coop with my Coop is their Twitch channel. What do they I was talk like, about? So cute. I guess they just make fun of the husband. Oh, uh, Coop cute. with Coop, Coop with my Coop, and it's Boko, and oh my gosh, she's gonna kill me. I can't remember her name. Oh shit, I forgot completely. Oh, that's what you didn't want to call oh, it. Oh, oh, Mur. Her name's Mur. Because they kept joking that her name was actually Frankincense. Because uh, they're both in the Bible. Uh, <laughs> that's cute. That was Mur. I was it's cute. Um, no, they were cute. It, and uh 
So they were there with her friend and it was, they were fun. They were a lot of fun. And I was glad that I ended up doing it despite my little tummy ache that turned into a period. Oh no. uh, And then I also want to whine about my fuzzy um, blanket, my sweatshirt that I'm wearing. Is this the one you were wearing last time? Yep. Nice. It's my new podcast blanket sweatshirt thing. I'm very excited about it. Oh, you know what we did not whine about though. What? But I do want to give a shout out. Huh. Drunk Shakespeare. Oh my God! Yes, let's dr- let's whine about Drunk Shakespeare for a hot second. This is like a whole thing, y'all. Y'all go see it. Chelsea and I on Friday. And James. And James. Sorry, and James. Sorry, I was like there was somebody else. And James. We went. <laughs> Chelsea just gave me a look. We went to Drunk Shakespeare, which is of off Broadway fame up in new york and they have since expanded into i think they're in four cities and houston is one of them that is correct so they have their show in downtown houston and we went to their evening show on saint or their later show on saint patrick's day to go see our mutual friend brady it was so good was so good he was the drunk one (laughs) And he was the one who ended up with the shots. I feel like um, like we should just cover Drunk Shakespeare today. Fuck Parade. I'm just kidding. Well, don't, don't fuck Parade. It's a really good show. I'm like, I don't even know how to cover Drunk Shakespeare. I don't either. I, it, like, that we uh, gagged at the Lunchables. I'm uh, going to gag at Brady's <laughs> thing. That. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. That was, anyway. Oh, it was so gross. Say, it was such a it good show. The, it was on the story of our uh, it was, so it was I put it on our story. So good. I would see this show 10,000 more times. It was so good. It was so well, I want to see it with somebody else who's drunk. Same. I want to see what else I'm it like, looks like. Brady was drunk, but then there was also things I was like, no, he's just being him fucking self. He's just being Brady. <laughs> he's literally just being yeah, I'm showing up in paint and I'm like, and he's like, oh, he's so drunk. And it's like, no. No, that's just Brady. No, he just does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Theaters in town. If you're looking to hire an actor that makes some fucking choices, hire Austin Brady. Oh yeah, he. Their choices were made. Choices are always made. He yeah, was I my. Think... He was a uh, one of the Gideons in getting in the Blunderstorm when we covered it back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, my boss just sent me a picture of her cats, and one of them's hanging off the door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's cute that's actually really cute oh my gosh it's so cute <laughs> she adopted uh she has an orange cat and then she adopted a black cat which was actually one that i was looking to adopt and then told them i was like i just i can't do it and um it turned out that she ended up adopting him and i was just like oh my god so he's, he's looking at the orange cat like what the fuck is wrong with you oh <laughs> Uh, I'll ask her if I can post it to Instagram. I'm sending it to you. Ooh, that's so funny. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Um, I'm gonna connect back to your wine for a second. Your sparkling wine. Okay. And I'm gonna connect my wine to your wine. You ready? Oh, I hate that. I'm gonna that. touch tips. Emily. The tips are touching. Okay, touch continue. Tips. The tips are touching. So today, when I went in to get my tires rotated, and then I spent all my money, um, I was the guy was like. Yeah, yeah, I can give you a discount. I can help you out. I was like, oh, great. I will give you a discount to come on a nightly spirits tour. <laughs> and I did. I gave him my discount code. And he's like, that sounds so cool. I'm like, yes, it is. 
Yes, it is. You should come on my tour and bring the cash that I just gave you. So let's hope that happens. All $3. All $3. That he's going to save. All $3 that he's going to save. I will take it back. Yes. Thank you. And then leave me yeah. a review and I'll make some more money. But anyway, if you want to come on Nightly Spirits, you can use code EMILY667 Chell, to save 10%. Chell667 to also save 10%. D-H-E-L-667. It used to be Chelsea667. I don't know what happened. They took I away think the S. another Chelsea was hired. I think so. They took away the S. So I'm Chell. Could have just done Duncan, so, Duncan 667. Maybe go back and tell them that. I suppose I could. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. <laughs> what are we talking about today? I forgot. Drunk Shakespeare? Uh, Maybe. Okay. Honestly. Cool. We, we, might, we might make it back there. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, we're that. talking about Parade, the musical Yay. of recent well it's of broadway fame but it's also of like super recent ben platt broadway fame Yay. and it just turns so turns out that today the day we're releasing this episode so on thursday is going to be the day they release the new 2023 revival cast album that's right you asked that question Woo! last last week you asked that question and i sent you that today i'm like yeah 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 cast album yeah okay I found it yesterday, but I appreciate your efforts. Oh, thanks for sending it to me. <laughs> I thought I did. I posted it to my story. Well, that's not sending it to me. I don't. You're just assuming I check your story all the time. Don't you? Don't. No, I don't. Oh, I check yours all the time. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why? I think it pops up as like my first person. You always like pop up under like it's me and then it's you Aww. on my phone. Yes, we're talking about Parade. You ready? You ready? Are you comfy? I'm, checking your I'm text. here. I'm checking my text. I'm looking at that cat you sent me. It's really cute. He's so silly. His name's Lemon. Lemon. Lemon the cat. That's cute. He's cute. Yeah. Figgy was trying to bite my feet earlier. I don't know where he went. So if you hear ow, it's because Figgy decided to show back up. Cute. Okay. Parade. Not the Macy's Day, but the musical. Parade is a musical with a book by Alfred Urie and music and lyrics by Jason Robert Brown. And the musical is a dramatization of the 1913 trial and imprisonment and 1915 lynching of Jewish American Leo Frank in Marietta, Georgia. So not to ruin the ending, but that was that's it. So fancy. Yeah. So who's Alfred Urie, you may ask? He has received an Academy Award, two Tony Awards, and a 1988 Pulitzer Prize for dramatic writing for Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, historical <laughs> drama. Okay. I was like, oh, so he uh, wrote the screenplay for the 1989 film version of Driving Miss Daisy, and he also wrote the 1992 film Rich in Love. That's cool. But then who is the composer you made ask? It's Jason Robert Brown. I don't know him. I just you do too know, know Jason Robert Brown. Um, Emily, why do you always wait? Are you serious? Up? No, I'm fucking with you. Oh my god! Of course I know Jason oh Robert god, Brown. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh my god! Of course I know okay. Jason Robert Brown. Last five I don't years. Know. Okay, thank God. Uh, so he's an American musical uh, theater composer, lyricist, and playwright. And his music is uh, described as sense wait, Brown's music sensibility fuses pop rock stylings with theatrical lyrics. 
That's how it's described. So pretty accurate. Uh, he's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I so I went. I did a little deep, not deep dive. I did a little deep dive, like three bullets worth. You did a child Robert Brown. You did a child's pool dive. I did a I did a child's book report. No, like the the, <laughs> the short, five sentence book report. The really really shallow oh, end of the pool. A shallow end of the pool. I was I went into the three feet of water. It was not two feet, three feet. So it was a little bit more. Um, he said that Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street, and Sunday in the Park with George were two of his biggest influences. And had uh, it not been for them, he would have joined a rock band and tried to be Jill- Billy Joel. I mean, that would have been okay, yeah. too. Right? Makes you sense. do you. It's Well, and also Sweeney Todd on Broadway has its first first looks have been released. Oh, The one God. with Annalie Ashford and yeah. Josh Groban. Yeah. Oh, I saw that like a couple of weeks ago. The first looks came out like yesterday. What are you talking about? Really? No, they released them a few weeks ago. Okay, well, those Oof. you didn't send to me, so now we're even. Okay, well, fine. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh, Sweetie Todd with Josh Groban and Annalie Ashford. Okay, that, that is a topic of discussion. That That is a topic of discussion, especially with what fucking Josh Groban said about typecasting and like how he's against the he's not the type and I'm yeah remember we had this conversation that was yeah this. no it's just it's like bitch you're a white man of course you're a, the type shut up he's just not shut old up. enough that pisses me off Josh Groban anyways okay that's a whole other thing mm, mm, mm. we digress Skinny white man we digress uh, so JRB Jason Robert Brown he is known for uh, writing Songs of a New World, Last Five Years, 13, Bridges in Madison County, Honeymoon in Vegas, and many more. And I this... I forgot he did 13. That is a yeah. fucking bop of a musical. Cool. It's like he does... Like It's it's funny to me because I, I don't think JRB as like a a classic composer. Like, a, like he is like a big name on Broadway. But whenever I think of him, I'll go, oh, it's JRB. No one, yeah. no one knows him. Well, not everybody but then knows I'm like, oh him. yeah, but he did fucking parade. Not and then he did 13. Everybody yeah, no, I know. knows JRB. But here's the thing is it, he, he cannot be a, a, okay. In the sense that you bring classic musical theater songs to auditions, he can't necessarily be that. Oh no, he's not classic. No, classic. right. Classic versus like okay yeah you can't he's a bring... he's a 1990s classic yes and children children don't bring jrb to an audition unless it's something really easy like there's only one song that he's that he does that it's like you can actually bring and i'm not gonna tell oh, you i have one it's one of mine <laughs> oh it's what i have one and i it, i use it is it from songs for a new world no oh, but okay. uh i probably now that parade is on broadway i can no longer use oh, my song oh, mm, okay <laughs> so yep um that's fine it was like too too popular that it was no longer popular okay i have to tell you i have a semi-unreliable source but i'm gonna roll with it i'm here um, for it i'm here for uh, it. Uh, somebody i know they are in the same writing club as jason robert brown and has told me, this is the stuff our listeners really want to know. Yep, yep. Has told me that Jason Robert Brown notoriously has a giant penis. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, was he fucking? Well, never mind. 
I'm just going to leave it <laughs> at haven't that. You, haven't, cool. you, uh, haven't you listened to or watched last five years? I have. I don't remember anybody saying that. That uh, You asked who he's fucking. Oh, that's right. The girl that's not Kathy got it. Okay, bye. I'm gonna that's why I'm like I don't I that was just have we covered comment have we covered last five years I don't think so oh okay if you've never seen Uh, it we'll cover it later we'll cover it later you can find out all about JRB's life that he put into a musical version yeah so I feel like he's not shy about it nah (laughs) nah (laughs) right what you know so I'm what? fully expecting a musical about big dick soon. Cool. That's just, that's, that was something that was said to me in some strange conversation. <laughs> okay. So I think it was, yeah. Anyway, so parade, tell me all about yeah. that. Yeah. So the musical premiered on Broadway, December, 1998. And after closing on Broadway in February, 1999, the show had a U.S. national tour and a few professional productions in the U.S. and the U.K., as well as the critically well-received revival on Broadway in 2023. So, Parade director Harold Prince turned to Jason Robert Brown to write the score after Stephen Sondheim turned down the project. This is and it this was is a common theme with our musicals right. this month. Okay. Well, and I think it's funny that Stephen Sondheim, who wrote Sweeney Todd like and who's jrb's big inspiration turned down the project and then they were like oh well there's this other guy He's jason like, robert brown sort of like sondheim but younger and a rock young guy and wants to be billy jewel and it was actually prince's daughter daisy who brought uh brown to her father's attention so huh. it wasn't like a through the industry it was literally prince's daughter well it was like oh there is this there is this guy i hope not because in my brain daisy is like five years old oh so what's not like that that's a pretty (laughs) exactly i'm like "Eh, i don't know emily why would a five-year-old know about a composer i don't know go ask your five-year-olds i don't have one thank you okay then i don't we i don't think we have any reliable sources we can ask okay that's not a single one Okay, that's fine. I don't. I don't need. Of- so you can't deny me. That's <laughs> fine. No, I don't know how old she is, but anyways, she was the one who had heard about Brown and was like, "You should ask him." So, book writer Alfred Urey, he grew up in Atlanta and had a personal knowledge of the Frank story, as his great uncle owned the pencil factory uh, that was run by Leo Frank. Oh shit! And, and so the show was Brown's first Broadway production. So how Daisy really got to like had even heard about this guy is beyond me and his music according to critic charles isherwood has subtle and appealing melodies that draw on a variety of influences from pop rock to folk to rhythm to blues and gospel so that's one critique of parade i'll be um, actually be throwing in reviews throughout instead of having that as a section just so you know so I don't mean, think that's it's cool. over. It's fine. It's fine. I, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, it's only been 30 minutes. I'm impressed. Thank you. Okay, so the musical premiered on Broadway at the Vivian Beaumont Theater 
at Lincoln Center on December 17th, 1998. Can I just say that's the most pretentious name for a theater? Vivian Beaumont Beaumont. Theater at Lincoln Center. Vivian Beaumont. (laughs) Okay, I'll shut up now. Bye. Uh, It's spelled Beaumont like Beaumont, Texas. So is it still classy? Beaumont? No. (laughs) Okay, so it opened December 17th, 1998. And closed February 28th, 1999, after 39 previews and 84 regular performances. It did not make it to the 100 Club, 100 Performance Club. I guess with previews it did. I mean, that's fine. The production, the production was directed by Harold Prince, and it starred Brent Carver as Leo Frank, Carolee Carmilo as uh, Lucille Frank, and then Christy Carlson Romano as Mary Fagan. I'm going to bring these people up in a little bit. Okay. So... Just bear with me because I'm going to yell at you still. Um, And then Judith Dolan designed the costumes for the production. I bring her up because she actually has designed costumes for several original Broadway productions, including Stephen Sondheim's Merrily We Roll Along, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and uh, Alfred Urey's Love Music in 2007. And Merrily We Roll Along is coming back to Broadway. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. It looks good. I don't want uh, okay no I'm gonna go on like a whole thing because I need tickets to that and I don't I don't know anyone who's in the production so I'm like <laughs> I want to go okay okay I was freaked out well like I know we know we both know people at parade I'm like I feel like a parade ticket might be slightly more easy than to get a merely we roll along ticket anyways moving on so um, this show, this original Broadway production, most critics praised the show, especially the score. However, the public and some critics received the show coolly. A number felt the show took too many liberties and the use of racial slurs. It takes place in, what, 1913 Marietta, Georgia. Yeah. So that's how that's how the public felt. And when the show closed... Uh, Livent had filed for bankruptcy protection. Um, I don't know what that is. And Lincoln Center was the other producer solely responsible for covering the weekly running cost. So it did not do super well. That's really interesting. And maybe what, sorry, when did it come out? In uh, 1998. Maybe people weren't ready for those discussions yet in musical form. Oh, Livent is Live Entertainment uh, Corporation of Canada. Mm. So they filed for bankruptcy. Oof. I, I don't know. I feel like political pieces and pieces that bring up uncomfortable subjects are much more popular now on Broadway. I feel like because people want to talk about it and they're in a place ready to talk about it, I feel like Parade Now is going to do really well. Anyway. Well, I also like... <laughs> they keep banning books so they got to do it somewhere right here's the thing though um i just so when it came to live entertainment uh corporation of canada i'm looking up their decline and fall and in 1998 their ceo actually stepped down in april and was replaced by former president of walt disney company michael orbitz and so i think its decline had already started because Oh, it wasn't because it, of parade. I don't think it was because of parade. Gotcha. I just think that because they were going through bankruptcy, it, it turned around and um had to be fully uh fully funded 
by Lincoln Center gotcha. at that point. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then we had a U.S. national tour, which was also directed by Prince, and it started at the Fox Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. Funny because Atlanta is so close to Marietta. And it ran uh, from June to October 2000. And uh, Jason Robert Brown actually conducted at some of the venues. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. Well, and apparently he's producing, he's uh he's conducting now too, but we'll get to there. Okay. The first major production in the UK played at Donmar Warehouse, which there is a cast recording for, and that's near Covent Garden. And that was September 24th through November 24th, 2007. So it took it took a little while to get there. And it was directed by Rob Ashford. Now, we have talked about Rob Ashford before on the podcast, and I'm curious if you remember when. Uh, do not remember, no. Okay, you're about to lose your mind. What? So, Ashford was the choreographer for Thoroughly Modern Millie, <gasps> wedding singer, and he also was the director and choreographer for Promises, Promises, and has succeeded in business without really trying oh. with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, but- you may have also seen him because in 2016, he directed Carousel at Houston Grand Opera. Oh, he directed it? He directed So I actually auditioned for him. Right. Yeah. I was supposed to audition and then I got sick or I pretended to be sick because I got nervous. I don't remember which one. Probably. No, I auditioned for him and I sang. It was, I was new to Houston. It was one of my first professional auditions. And I sang shy because I was. 22 and didn't do theater as a major and didn't know what the fuck I was doing and he, they wanted um, classical age, golden age and I went like, I've always been shy and I remember Rob went <laughs> his body like reacted to it I'm like, well, at least he knows I'm loud yeah pretty sure it was him who did that anyway, so a double CD cash recording of the UK production at Don Mar has been released uh, by First Night Records. And the recording includes new material written by Brown for the production and contains all the songs and dialogues from the Don Mar production. This is on Spotify. Um, and that large Broadway orchestration was reduced by David Cullen and Brown to a nine-piece ensemble consisting of two pianos, an accordion, percussion, clarinet, horn, and strings. Honestly, love that there's an accordion. I'm yeah, right? <laughs> But it's funny because it, so that was in 2007. And then another UK production opened in 2011. This was off West End. It opened August 10th, 2011 for a six-week engagement ending September 17th at Southwark Playhouse Vault Theater. Huh. And this is near Borough. And it was directed by Tom Sutherland with musical staging by Tim Jackson. But let's get to the production that everyone's actually interested in. Which is the New York concert. Woo! 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 Wait, and then actually, the Broadway opening. Yes, but okay. There's been a couple of concerts. The first one I'm going to mention is February 16th, 2015. There was a concert production of Parade that was staged by Avery Fisher Hall. Staged at Avery Fisher Hall in Lincoln Center by Manhatt Manhattan's Concert Productions. And this was directed by Gary Griffin. Griffin and conducted by composer Jason Robert Brown. This one uh, starred Jeremy Jordan and Laura Benanti. No way. AKA Clyde and Bonnie. Amalia. Amalia? No, no, Laura Benanti. Not not Osnes. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I, I, if you read my notes, you're going to see Bonnie and Clyde, but I'm correcting myself. 
Gotcha. So I'm if you're on my notes, get off of them. I'm not reading your notes. So yeah, Jeremy Jordan was uh, Clyde Burrow in uh, Bonnie and Clyde, and Laura Benanti was Amalia in She Loves Me. And they played Leo and Lucille. With Raymond uh, Caramelo, Caramelo, wow. I I see his name, and I can never remember how to say it. And he is a.k.a. Nick Arnstein, oh. a.k.a. somebody we brought up last week. Nicky Arnstein, Nicky Arnstein. Also, fan of the opera what a beautiful and beautiful Anastasia. Okay, yes. well, he's Tom. We have Joshua Henry's Tim, or wow, Joshua Henry's Jim, Andy Mientis as Britt, Emerson Steele as Mary, and Katie Rose Clark, aka Glinda, oh. as Mrs. Fagan. You I, know Katie Rose yes, Clark? Yes, I do. She went to Sam Houston. I don't know um, so, her, but I know her name. Yeah, so she got grasped as Glinda on Broadway right out of college. Um, and she went to Sam Houston, which many of our friends went to. We have John Ellison Conley as Hugh, Davis Gaines as Judge Roan, um, and Old Soldier, and Alan Campbell as Governor Slayton. Okay, I just mentioned a whole bunch of names. That was a lot of names. Yes. I'm going to be uh, bringing back up the character names when we go over cast, but I'm going to really dig into the cast and explaining the characters next week. Yes. So just I think ro- roll with the names and then we're going to really get into them next week. Yes. Okay. But then, you know, in 2022, there was a gala gala concert at the New York City Center where they staged Parade. And this was a benefit performance on November 1st. And it ran uh, through November 6th, 2022. Everyone during Harry Potter was pissed that they were missing this. Well, then don't do so Harry this is... okay okay all right cool. hold on this is the this is the concert that had ben platt and michaela diamond mm-hmm. who played leo and lucille frank mm-hmm. michael arden directed and incorporated projections and photography of the real life trial into the production oh we'll the cast in a minute jason robert brown conducted the onstage orchestra and the script and score changes from the 2007 don mar production were retained so now the production a parade uh, mirrors the 2007 production. Okay. So that 1998, 1999 production is no longer performed. Interesting. Uh, reviews for the run were strongly favorable with Steven Suskin giving it five out of five stars and writing in New York stage review, rather than leaving its audience suitably impressed, but emotionally unmoved as in prior viewings. Michael Arden's spare, but meticulous production unleashes the gripping theatricality of the writing that has heretofore been trapped within that sounds like a a graduate student trying to put extra words into there's an article (laughs) or into something a paper they're writing to get to a word count here i was like i don't know if i'm if i am smart enough to read that review or if that review is just pretentious as fuck yeah (laughs) we're gonna go with that yeah Okay. And Juan A. Ramirez wrote in New York Times that Platt and Diamond's rendition of This Is Not Over Yet was a powerhouse for the ages. Their commanding vocals are matched by a confident production that revives the best of the original while pointing at the possibility of growth and hope. So it was good. It was so good that they decided to turn it into a Broadway revival in 2023. So the City Center production... Mm -hmm. Started preview, preview, previews, 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 <laughs> previews 
uh, started previews at Broadway's Bernard B. Jacobs Theater on February 21st, 2023, and opened on Thursday, March 16th. Last that week. was last week. Yeah. That was also Aaron's 18th birthday. Happy birthday, Aaron. Happy birthday, Aaron. You enjoyed it on Broadway. A little Mary Faye. On your debut. Little Deba. That's actually so cute. Isn't We're going to talk about awesome? her more. Isn't that great to make it your is, Broadway debut on your 18th birthday? Fucking crazy. My, I just turned a shade of green. I know. Oh, several shades. But man, oh yep. man, is she deserving. She's so good. Her sister, too. Her I'm so really green. Good. I might as well be Alphaba. It's me. Who's the shady bitch? <laughs> it's me. Who's the shady bitch that's green right now? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Platt and Diamond reprise their roles as Leo and Lucille Frank. And the revival is planned to run through August 6th of 2023, also of this year. But <laughs> good luck getting tickets. Um, Platt and Diamond appeared as on MSNBC's Morning Joe to announce the transfer. And many are reprising their city center roles, but also a lot of the cast of Once on This Island National Tour also joined. When Ooh. I say a lot, more than one. So I was kind of like, oh. Um, so Danielle Lee Greaves is Minnie Knight. Uh, she was, oh my gosh, she was in National Tour. I think she was, it wasn't Mama Will Provide, but she was the other mama. Mm-hmm. Who is it? What what is the their names. name? It's like there's Mama and Papa, but then there's like Hold Mama on. will provide Mama. I'll look it up. So she was she was across from Philip Boykin, and then Alex Joseph Grayson as Jim Conley, Courtney Carter as Angela, Eddie Cooper as Newt Lee, Douglas Lyons as Riley, and Manola as Falciano or so, <laughs> Manola Falciano as Tom Watson. It wasn't Asaka, was it? No, Agwe or Ozuli. Or Zulu. No, it was like the actual mom. Oh, the mother mother. Fuck. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, got you. Okay. And then Courtney Carter I bring up because she was Mama Urali. Urali. Urali? What? Mama... Courtney Carter? No, no, I'm just saying the name of the mama is Mama Urali. Yes, that one. That's who Daniel Lee agrees. Yes. I'm 99% sure played. The, sh- the champagne's hitting my brain. Now I'm like, okay, once in this island, national tour. Now I'm having a moment that I feel like I can't remember anything. Well, I mean. I hate that. That's what happens when you get old, you know? Yeah, no, my memory fucking sucks. Welcome to COVID the way. brain, post-COVID it's brain. It's so fucking dumb. I can't remember yeah. jack shit. Yeah. Yes, so Danielle, Danielle Lee Greaves is Mama Rally, yes. And Courtney Carter was Team Moon. Team Moon. So she is also Angela on in Parade on Broadway. Gotcha. So those were the two people from Once on this Island. Angela Team Moon. So, interesting thing happened. Um, on the night of the show's first preview, members of the neo-Nazi party National Socialist Movement protested against the production outside the theater. Oh my God, that's fucking right. I remember that. Right? Motherfuckers. Motherfucking Do you remember Nazis? anything about that? I uh-huh. honestly did not look into it very much. No. Because I was just like assholes. That was, I'm like, I'm not giving them energy. No, they, I, I remember it happening. I posted about it. I was like, fuck those guys. They're not going to ruin anybody's opening. Um, And then somebody, uh, I think the director made a, made a, uh, a speech. Uh, statement. A statement. 
and then also was very, very kind and loving to the, the, um, cast and the cast. I remember seeing posts, the cast were like, man, we're not going to let this get in our way. We're going to have fun. We're going to open a damn show. And of course they're going to be neo-Nazis outside of this show because it's a show that's going to make neo-Nazis super uncomfortable. So anyway. Well, amidst that, uh, the revival has received mostly positive reviews, um, including New York Times saying well-judged and timely. Oh, no heretofores? Uh, <laughs> well, Time Out New York, uh, they said cause for celebration. The Guardian said dynamic and moving Entertainment Weekly called it more poignant and powerful than ever. Yay. And the New York Post said Brown's finest music and Platt's most heart-wrenching work, Diamonds Whose Combination of uh, Fragility and power is thrilling for an actor so young brings an electricity to her duets with Platt. Um, ooh, That's that awesome. gave me goosebumps. Ooh. Uh, Variety said it's theatrically thrilling and New York stage review said beautifully executed. New York theater guide said uniformly terrific class, Platt and Diamond deliver. And uh, a dissent was filed by Charles Isherwood in the Wall Street Journal it said, even a first-rate parade cannot disguise as conceptual problems. Disguise the conceptual problems. Wait. Sherwood said that. Say, a dissent. He didn't like it or he did like it? I don't understand. I'm not computing. Uh, he His opinion was, mm -hmm. I quote, mm -hmm. even a first-rate parade cannot disguise the conceptual problems oh why why conceptual problems come on so i think he just doesn't like the show well then don't <laughs> review it asshole <laughs> i was Sorry. like that's I, I just that's like somebody saying doesn't... i don't like musicals but i'm gonna go review them anyway which we've gotten before and recently yeah <laughs> yeah we have Jesus. i was like, I'm pretty sure that was like yeah so uh, the cast album for the production will be released by Interscope Records today, the day we release this, <laughs> March 23rd, 2023. Yeah. Go stream it where you can. Hopefully, this is the music I can use for our episode next week. Yeah, I hope so. Which brings us to our cast. The musical dramatizes the 1913 trial of Jewish factory manager Leo Frank who was accused and convicted of raping and murdering a 13-year-old, oh, that's 14, 14-year-old 14 employee, Mary Fagan. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to very swiftly go through really the three names I just said and have kind of been talking about, which was Leo Frank, Lucille Frank, and Mary Fagan. And then next week, we're going to spend some time ironing this out a little bit. Um. So the Broadway production in 1998, Leo Frank, so our convict, was played by Brent Carver. Lucille Frank was played by Carolee Carmelo. And then our Mary Fagan was played by Christy Carlson Romano. <sighs> so Carolee Carmelo, we know her. Do you remember how we know her? As a matter of fact, I do. Jeremy I know Carmelo. her as as chelsea's future honestly oh damn it i'm already cast <laughs> as current care i don't like her name i don't like her voice either i'll be honest um i'm already getting cast in roles or i have been cast in roles that carolee sang and i'm not a fan of her voice and i'm like what no i mean that's okay she has a very her voice is very 
uh, vibrato-y, for lack of a better yes, word. Yes, like a truck is driving through it. So she but, has, but, yeah. But she's fabulous. She's but fabulous. She's fabulous. It, it's like, it's like uh, Patty. It's just, it's just one of those voices yes. that's going to get you cast because it's so unique. Yes. And I've already played, Carolee um, was the mother in, uh, what is just it called? Just hold on. I'll get to What's it. it I'll get to it. What's it called? Tuck Everlasting. Tuck Everlasting. Thank you. Where yes. I met Emily or not Emily. God damn it. My brain where I met um, little Mary Fagan. Hey Chelsea, hey. I have a whole section for uh, you to go off on that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause now. So, I'm gonna just so mute myself. Hold, hold, okay, bye. Hold. Okay, hold. bye. <laughs> so Carolee Carmelo, who played Lucille Frank, so that's Leo Frank's wife. Uh, she has literally been everyone, and um, if it's a sausage fest, she was probably the only female. Um, <laughs> so she was May in Tuck Everlasting. In 1776, she was Abigail Adams, and then later played John Dickinson. She was Donna in Mamma Mia. She was Alice in the Addams Family and Cordelia in Falsettos. And then she was also Dolly in Hello, Dolly in the recent U.S. tour. But most recently, you can see her on Broadway right now as stepmother in Bad Cinderella, which is Anna Lloyd Webber's Cinderella that moved to Broadway and they changed their name to Bad Cinderella. Wait, 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 wait really? Yes. She's stepmother? Yeah. And uh, Grace McLean is queen, who was queen of hearts and Alice of hearts. Slay or Alice by Heart. Okay, yeah. all right. Slay Queen. Yep, <sighs> it's a good role. I have a lot to say about the casting of Bad Cinderella, though. Not right now. <laughs> Brent Carver, who was the original Leo Frank, I didn't really know much about him, but he is best known for being Molina in Kiss of the Spider Woman on the West End and on Broadway. And then we have Christy Carlson Romano, who Chelsea does not know. And everyone shame her right now. I'll wait. You know, you can shame away. I don't fucking know her. And Emily likes to drop names and it makes me angry because I'm like, I don't know that person. You cannot drop that it's name. Christy Carlson Romano. Just say what uh, she's from. So I don't. Christy Carlson Romano is Kim Possible. Great. Is Kim Possible. Why didn't you she just say that? Kim Possible. Why don't we just start? So she's the voice of Kim Possible. Start with that. She's also, she's also Ren and Even Stevens. She was uh, in Cadet Kelly. She was on, she's been on Broadway. She, okay, here's, I, Christy Carlson Romano is one of the reasons that I go by my full name uh, for uh, theatrical purposes. Her and Barrett Wilbert Weed were like, they both thought that they had to include their real name on their equity cards, which is why they go by their middle name. I just, I want to be her. Um, and she was a figure skater when I was a figure skater. And no one knew what that, like, no one was doing that around my age. Anyways, Christy Carlson Romano, I love her. So she played Mary Fagan, who was the 14-year-old. So in this new production in Broadway Revival 2023, we see Ben Platt as Leo Frank, Michaela Diamond as Lucille Frank, and then Aaron Rose Doyle as Mary Fagan. Yay! I'm going to bring up one other names, though. As Britt Craig, um, it's being played by Jay Armstrong Johnson. For some reason, Jay Armstrong Johnson always shows up in, like, my people I may know. I feel like I see his name all the time. He is Will Olson in ABC's Quantico. But you may recognize his name also from Hands on a Hard Body and Fan of the Opera. Um, and then also National Tour and Encores of the Chorus Line. So just bringing him up. But then we have Ben Platt. Who is Ben Platt? He is Evan Hansen from Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. As well as 
whatever he paid for to be in. Uh, okay, I don't want to give him too much slack because I don't know him, but I or I don't want to give him too much. Like, I just feel like he's in a lot of shows that maybe he's. I don't. I'm gonna move on to Michaela Diamond. Then <laughs> Plaid's fine. I'm sure he's very kind. Michaela Diamond is fucking 23 years old. Oh. She is 23 years old. Yikes. She was the youngest share, uh, which was Babe in the Share Show. Cast three days before she was supposed to start Carnegie Mellon. Oh my God. So she made her, yeah, like she didn't end up not going because she was alongside Stephanie J. Block. Shit. And Diamond was nominated for Best Breakout Broadway Performance of the Decade at the Broadway World Theater Fans Choice Award for her performance in the share show. Color Me Shocked. Um, Diamond also made her professional debut in the musical television special of Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert on NBC as a featured member of the ensemble, but she was also the understudy for Sarah Bareilles' character, Mary Magdalene. Can you imagine? First professional job. Oh, you're going to be understudying Sarah Bareilles uh, live on okay. television. No big deal or anything. So that's Michaela Diamond. Some of our friends here in Houston may have met her when she was here. Uh, her then partner was in Spring Awakening. Mm-hmm. So I've at least been in the same room with her, <laughs> I know, at one point. Um, and then most importantly, Aaron Roy's Rose Doyle, who plays Mary Fagan. Chelsea, go. Yay, Aaron! <laughs> oh my God. I met Aaron at, uh, at auditions for... Um, What's the show called? I can never remember it. Thank you. It takes place in Tree Not Gap. Tuck Everlasting. Tuck Everlasting. I always want to call it Tree Gap the musical. That is incorrect. Which is actually probably better. I mean, could be. That's really funny. But I I met Mackenzie. I think I read with Mackenzie and with Aaron. So Mackenzie and Aaron are sisters. Mackenzie's older, Aaron's uh, younger. And this was like maybe, I don't know, five years ago or so. It was one of my first, first shows that um, that theater and it was so much fun. And Bruce Lumpkin was directing and we just had so much fun. And Aaron and Mackenzie were both just like amazing little Winnie Fosters. And I got to play May and they were my little babies. And I cried at them every single day, every single show I got to cry, not because I was trying to, but because I had such a connection to all the, these cast members and Aaron and Mackenzie are just like the sweetest people in the whole world. And I'm so happy. And then on Facebook, not long ago, I saw that she and her mom had gone to New York um, around, I don't know, before November. And she was like, who knows? Gotta take some chances. And she was auditioning for Parade, the concert, apparently. Um and then somebody who shall remain nameless, not Emily, I'm not blaming Emily, somebody on social media, it really pissed me off because I was like, she has not announced it. You are not allowed to announce it. But somebody announced that she had gotten the role. That was definitely not me because no. I did not know her. <laughs> I, no, I know. But somebody and I'm not going to I'm not going to call them out on here, but it really made me mad. I'm like, how dare you? Um, she had not announced that she had gotten the concert as Mary Fagan. But this person announced it for her. 
and was like, I'm so proud. And I was like, okay, you can mask that, but whatever. That was incorrect of you. Anyway, I was like, oh my God, she's going to do something wild and crazy and fun. And then she was like, well, my senior year is really interesting. I'm going to go be on Broadway. And so of course she, of course she is. Cause she's just so stinking talented. Anyway, um, the Doyle girls are my favorite and their mother Ginger is amazing. I love Ginger and I miss them very much. And they were my little babies for a whole show. And now in New York living the dream. And now in New York living the dream. I know Mackenzie's <laughs> in school for, I, I want to, I don't remember where she's going. I want to say it's OCU, but that's probably incorrect. But Mackenzie's in school for, um, her undergrad right now uh, for musical theater and Aaron is on Broadway. I don't, who knows if Aaron's going to go to school for it or she's just going to continue doing it. You know, she's going to be Michaela diamond and just, yeah, just go off. Just do the thing. Yeah. But they're just go off. Honestly, go off. <laughs> honestly, well, and look for Mackenzie Doyle too. She'll be on Broadway before you know it. She's so freaking talented as well. They both are. I'm just like, just amazed at the amount of talent in one family. It's not fair. It's not fair. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I love them both. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I'll bring up Ben Platt again next week. We'll we'll I'll actually give him a bio. Ben I just wanted Platt, Aaron. I just I like I'll give him a bio next week. Is it um, true that okay. he's gonna play um what's his face in the movie version of Oh my god, my brain isn't working since the the wine, Emily, the two thirty wine. I don't. I don't. I was like a parade. No. Of... Um. On the outside, talk, uh, do, do. on the outside. You're Evan Henson. Evan he Hansen. already played. He already played. Dar- he already was Evan. Movie Hansen version. The movie. The, he already mo- was. Is that already come out? Yes. Oh God, I'm. Where have really you been? Here. I don't they know. Like CGI. No, yeah, no. He and Colton Ryan were in it. Oh, in I'm gonna the shut film up. version of Dear Evan Henson. Yes, which has been out. I'm gonna shut up now. Bye. <laughs> Look, I I like watched it on an airplane. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm gonna go to bed now. Bye. Oh my gosh, that's that's wild, Chelsea. Okay, maybe my memory is not as bad as yours. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go to awards before. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> love you. She's flipping me off. Okay. Love you the more. Original, the original Broadway production was part of the 1999 award circuit. And uh, the show was nominated. So Parade was nominated for at the Tony Awards Best Musical. It was nominated for Best Performance by a Leading Actor, Brett Carver. Best Performance by a Leading Actress, Carolee Carmelo. Uh, Best Direction of a Musical, Harold Prince. Best Choreography, Patricia Birch. Uh, Best Orchestrations, Don Sebesky, and Best Scenic Design, Ricardo Hernandez. Now, those were all the nominations. It won Best Book of a Musical, Alfred Urey, and Best Original Score, Jason Robert Brown. What? You may ask, who were they against in the 1999 53rd Tony Awards? I'm trying to think. They were against It Ain't Nothing But the Blues. Um, it, they were also against The Civil War by Gregory Boyd and Frank Wildhorn. Eh, nobody knows that. We, we talked about that. We talked about um, Frank and Gregory during um, Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Gregory Boyd being the one who uh, was at the alley. Right. And who won? Bossy. What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> okay. All right, Bossy. Literally, it's like, just, just. Fosse. Fosse. Well, the show right. Fosse won. What? Fosse the musical won. 
um crazy literally fuck everyone else yes like it i just was okay uh it just says who was the composer it's, it's like who wrote it na who who uh was a composer various what yep that's who won best musical Okay, great. Okay, so for the Drama Desk Awards of 1999, Outstanding Musical, they won. Parade won. Outstanding Musical. They also won Outstanding Book of a Musical, Outstanding Actor in a Musical, Outstanding Actress in a Musical. They won Outstanding Orchestrations, and they won Outstanding Music, Jason Robert Brown. They were nominated for Outstanding Actor in a Musical, Rufus Bonds Jr., our featured actor in a role. Sorry. They were nominated for Outstanding Featured Actor in a Musical, Rufus Bonds Jr., Outstanding Director of a Musical, Harold Prince, Outstanding Choreography, Outstanding Orchestrations. They were nominated for Outstanding Lyrics, Jason Robert Brown, but they won Outstanding Music. I just thought that was funny. Outstanding Set Design, Outstanding Lighting Design, which was Hal Binkley, and then Outstanding Sound Design, Jonathan Deans. I just, (laughs) the best musical thing kills me. Uh, okay, and then the original London production, and it was part of the 2008 circuit, so it went, it opened in 2007. So the 2008 Laurence Olivier Awards, Parade was nominated for Best New Musical, Best Actor in a Musical, uh, Bertie Carville, which again, we'll talk about these people next week, Best Actress in a Musical, Lara Pulver, um, Best Musical in a, or Best Performance in a Supporting Role in a Musical, Sean Esquery. Best Director and Best Theater Choreographer, Rob Ashford, and Best Sound Design, Terry uh, Harding and Nick Lidster. They won nothing. Oh, okay. So in 2008, I looked up the winners. The 2008 Laurence Olivier Awards for Best New Musical, they were against Parade. So, sorry, they weren't against themselves. Parade. <laughs> we, we have Parade. Okay. We had the Drowsy Chaperone. Oh. Bob Martin and Don McKellar. Good luck. We had the Lord of the Rings musical by oh. Sean McKenna and Matthew Warchus, which is what I saw. And who won but Hairspray? Really? Yes. Marco Donnell and Thomas Meehan with Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman and Mark Shaman doing music. Okay. Yep. So Hairspray won. Parade was against Hairspray. Wow. Two two very different kinds of social stories, but two different social stories. I don't know why that tickled me so much. Just like Parade against Lord of the Rings. (laughs) I'm sure we'll talk about that more. I'm sure we will. (laughs) And with that, that's all the info and background I have for you this week. I'm really excited to bring more on the humans in the show next week while we cover the synopsis. Yeah. Good job, Emily. Thanks. We're here. Did you learn a lot? Nah. <laughs> but I'll pretend like I did. So it's gonna be a pop quiz. Yeah. Who's Christy Carlson Romano? Oh fuck. Kim Possible. Do 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 do. Okay, you got it. You got it right. I did it. I did it. Proud of you. Thanks. You know who I'm also proud of? Our patrons. Yes, thank God. Thank you, patrons, for joining us at patreon.com slash dolls and putting up with all of our videos. You'll see me scratching my nose a lot and gagging a lot in this video. Why are you Why gagging? do you give me this face? Why are you I'm gagging? I'm thinking about your 
lunchable. <laughs> it's delicious. Ugh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hate that. It's just so, I don't know. Anyways, if you want to join us and our patrons, you can join them at patreon.com slash wines and dolls. But if you would like to support us in other ways, you can press subscribe anywhere you're listening to this podcast currently. And if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please scroll down and press the furthest star to the right and leave us a review. Chelsea just deadpan that song. I did. Your face, like your eyebrows have not moved. I'm staring at houses. You're staring downward at your computer. Yes, I know. I can see up your nose. Enjoy it. <laughs> Ew. Uh, thank you. Please leave us a review. If you do write a review, um, that is five stars. Or if you write a review, just take a screenshot and send it to us so we can send you something. That would be great. You can also follow us on the social medias at Wines and Dolls. I would say we're probably most active on Instagram, so... For news and whatnot, go there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I haven't mm-hmm. touched our TikTok. I haven't either. I've put a few things up on TikTok. It's usually when I'm like editing. Super bored. Yeah. Editing and I've got time. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. But Instagram is where it's at. And you can always send us an email at winesanddolls at gmail.com. We would love to hear your listener stories. Um, any story really will do. It's theater related or not. I think we've had a request for ghost stories. Yo. And I just want ghost stories i don't care from where i want theater ghost stories but i'll take any. i want those i'll take any take (laughs) i love ghost stories they're my favorite yeah i just want the ghost stories that's what i really want and you can find all this uh or any links that are helpful at winesanddolls.com that i just renewed so we're good yay (laughs) and with that i'm chelsea i'm emily and this has been wines and dolls. Bye.